Hello and welcome to All Things Travel. Today we continue our series on planning a trip to Walt Disney World. I know I want to plan a vacation to the most magical place on Earth. Now what? We discuss choosing and booking the right options for your family. You're listening to All Things Travel, Episode 39, Original Air Date, March 17th, 2021. Well, Shane, today we are continuing our series on Walt Disney World that we started a few episodes ago. What do you think are the biggest obstacles people have when choosing the right options for a Walt Disney World vacation? This may sound contradictory, but I think there are two big options. Okay. One is that you don't know what you don't know. So that's the people that book it, not realizing what they're getting into. And, and just think they're going to do it right because maybe they're good at some other thing. Maybe they're good at cutting hair or maybe they're good at cooking and they figured out recipes. So they think I can put together a Disney trip. So they get online, they look at the resorts, they book the cheapest thing or they book the thing they like the name of. And then they they yeah. go from there and they realize, oh, my goodness, I should have done that. I could have done that. And they all, probably all, have all. a great trip that could have been better. And then the sure. other thing is that is that they do know what all they don't know and they feel completely overwhelmed so they don't even try it. Sure. I I have talked with, seen, read posts by and worked with both of those types of people. So today we are continuing our series on Walt Disney World. We started this a few episodes ago in episode 36. And today we're going to talk about, okay, we know we want to go. We're in the right frame frame of mind. That's what we talked about with episode 36. Now, what do we do? We actually sit down. We make some choices when it comes to where we're going to stay, how long we're going to be there, what tickets, what does dining look like, kind of that those, those nuts and bolts of the actual trip. Start putting the pieces of the puzzle together, the outside pieces to get a good start. And then we'll start filling in the middle of the pieces, the middle of the puzzle in later episodes. That sounds awesome. This is the stuff that Shane and I really geek out on. So we're, we've, we're excited to help you with these topics today. Before we get to that, though, I've got one little bit of housekeeping. We would love for you to leave a podcast review for All Things Travel. We would love to share that with people on the show um, and hear from you. Reviews help us get found on our different podcast hosts. So please um, take a few seconds, leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. And as usual, we have a really good Walt Disney World promotion that you're going to want to hear about as you get excited about planning these trips. Hang on for that at the end of the show. A question we both always get is, when is a good time to go to Disney? Because Absolutely. We all want to know when we can go and maybe av avoid some big crowds. And the answer to that is that there are no longer any dead times at Walt Disney World anymore. I mean, there's times where there's less people, but there's no times where you're just going to walk in and have the park completely to, to yourself. Before... There were there were weekends where you know and it you could go and it would be slower and Walt Disney is smart and now those weekends are the the running events. Yeah, yeah, so or special, yeah, festivals or things like that. Yeah, anytime there's a slow weekend or week, they're going to come up with a really cool reason why we all need to go during that week. 
so it won't be slow anymore. Yeah. So probably one way to get some lighter crowds is to to not go when everyone else goes, which means when school's out, everyone's going to take their kids. That's going to mean the spring break times, the fall break times, the summer break times. So if you can somehow go when at a time when nobody else wants to take their kids out of school, then there will probably be a few less people during those times. And oftentimes there's a, a cost savings to that too. With anything that you're going to pay for, as the supply goes down, the price will go up. So if picking those times when less people will go, will lower demand will mean probably some lower room rates and a little bit lower ticket prices. The second thing that you need to think about here is how long should I go and what type of tickets should I purchase? Well, Walt Disney World is actually comprised of four parks, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and Hollywood Studios. But there's also two water parks that you may be interested in. Sometimes my family enjoys doing that. Sometimes we just go to the parks. Um, But there's Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. And then oftentimes when I work with folks, they also may want to put in a resort day um, and have times where they can just be at the pool, relax, kind of catch up on sleep things like that. So if you if you think about four parks, maybe two water parks, also how are you going to use that first and last day with your flight? I'm assuming a lot of people are flying in. So we, if you get in midday, do you settle in or do you hit the parks from the very beginning? On that last day, do you leave in the evening so you have most of the day for another parks day? How are you handling that time? Um, I've had folks that go straight to the park and don't even go to the hotel. I have folks that want to use that first day completely as a resort day and they can settle in. It's really up to you. It's knowing your family's speed um, and what they're going to need. Maybe a six-day vacation at Walt Disney World sounds awesome, but you know by day four, everybody's going to need a rest day. There's nothing wrong with that. That actually can make for a much better trip to have that day planned in. So, I suggest, and I don't don't know about you, Shane, but when I talk to people, if it's their first trip, if they don't know anything, I suggest they plan on doing one park per day with maybe one or two bonus days that they can use for either a repeat or or a rest time. I agree with that. I I have a friend who she will get the best park deal she can, but then she'll pay, she's willing to pay a lot more for her for her airfare so that she can arrive early her first day and get a good park day out of it and then have that, that night be her first night of the room. And then she'll want the latest flight out on her last day so that she can get another park day out of it. And, uh, that doesn't work for me. I don't think, I don't, I guess it doesn't work for you either. I want to, I want to get in and and not just hit the ground running. And I also don't want to have a super early flight to leave. And I don't want to get home too late when we return. Right, right. So it depends on depends on you. What how what do you want to do? How much energy do you have? Right. But I I would say at least, you know, if if you haven't been to Disney before, having that time where you can see everything at least one day and and have a little bit of extra time built in there. And we talked about that with Universal as well. Um, you know, having a time where you can focus on each park and then having kind of bonus time. And and you do want to hit each park at least once, I think. And then probably, I think in most cases, it's going to be Magic Kingdom 
probably that they'll hit the, a second day more than the yeah. others. But uh, if, you're, if you're a huge Star Wars fan, then maybe you want to hit Hollywood Studios an extra yep. day or six. Yep. Ha, ha, <laughs> ha, ha, have some extra chances for that Rise of the Resistance uh, virtual uh, virtual queue. Another option there is that the more consecutive days of tickets you buy, the the price per day decreases as yeah. you add each day. Yeah. So if so, it makes it really tempting for you to go ahead and book another day, especially when you start getting into that sixth or seventh day. Yeah, because the price the, per day for the tickets gets it, pretty low. It, for for what you're paying total in the package, it's really it it's almost a no brainer to yes. to add that to yeah. add that extra day, even if it's going to be a half day. So speaking of tickets, what type of tickets are there? Well, there are single park tickets, which allows you to visit one park per day. There are park hopper tickets, which allows you to visit one park at the beginning of the day and then move to other parks later in the day as you wish. There are Park Hopper Plus tickets, which add the water park into that ticket. And then there's also a newer ticket that I'm not as familiar with, but I've seen that Disney has started to, to market this. There's a water park and sports option where you can choose one activity per day. And these can be either each of the water parks. It can be mini golf. It can be the NBA experience. Um, and there's a couple other things that are in there too. And so I priced this out for a family. And really, if you are planning on going to a water park plus one other activity during your time, this ticket actually saves you money. One thing about tickets that Shane and I will often tell people is make sure that you get them as part of a package. You're not saving any money by breaking up tickets and resorts. And the benefit of getting your tickets as part of a package is you only have to pay the deposit for that package, which is $200, versus paying for the entire ticket price at the very beginning. Um, and then you're able to pay that full price off over time. And also right now in the time of COVID, you need to make park reservations. And so having that package allows you to make those park reservations from the very beginning Versus if you want to wait and buy your tickets separately, you're not necessarily going to have the same opportunities when it comes to park passes, park reservations. So we know how long we want to be there, Shane. We know what type of ticket makes sense for our family. Now we've got to figure out where we're going to stay. This might be, this is as tough a decision as as when to go and which parks to go to, I think, because there are so many different options for for where to stay yeah absolutely there are some there's a place to stay for every budget and it it just might surprise you how much you you can go to disney for i remember on our first trip i told a friend that we were going to disney and he said dude and i, I don't know why everybody calls me dude but everybody calls me dude dude <laughs> you're gonna spend more on this vacation than you've ever spent on any other vacation and it made me a little nervous i got a little nervous and and I didn't. And I, I, it's probably a little bit because we we stayed at Art of Animation, so one of the uh, one of the value resorts, and um, and then also you 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 make the deposit, the small deposit, right? And then you make payments and you pay it over time. Yeah, somewhere over time, and then somewhere along the way, we added tickets for the Christmas party, and it just it it never seemed like a big hit, and it and and overall, it wasn't as much as I was made to fear it would be. So what are the different types of accommodation, Shane? 
Well, there are four levels of, of accommodations. There are the value resorts, the moderate resorts, the deluxe resorts, and villas. And of course, the, the value resorts are going to be the less expensive, but the rooms will be a little smaller. Uh, they might be a little farther from the parks. They're, they're going to have... Um, the, the pool features won't be as entertaining. They still have great pools. The pools sure, that are sure. of animation are amazing. Yep. Uh, a little, little less features than the, the moderate and deluxe resorts and not as many sit-down, nicer table right. service restaurants as as the other resorts. Uh, right. Moderate resorts going to let you have a little bigger room, probably get you a little closer to the park, uh, a, few, a few more amenities in the room. Um and then, and, and some more options for dining in, in your hotel. Uh, deluxe resort is going to be, those resorts are going to have really convenient locations for the parks, especially yeah. there. Sometimes that, on the monorail, sometimes just by boat or even by walking. Right. Yeah. Especially in that, that boardwalk area where you yeah. can just walk to Epcot or to Hollywood studios. That's, that's awesome. And then, and then the pools are going to be a lot better. They're going to have a, a water slide. Yeah, that's uh, I love the one there at, at the yacht club. It's amazing. Yeah, where you you get to slide across the boardwalk into the pool. Right. That that's really cool. And then your villas are going to be your more condo type accommodations. Um, so there might be multiple bedrooms. There might be a full kitchen. There's at least a kitchenette. Um, sometimes even a washer and dryer. So there's there's a lot of different levels of accommodations. Anything from a standard hotel room to a themed room, even uh, even cabins and campgrounds at Walt Disney World. So you know that's where people kind of get get um, intimidated by where should I stay, how should I stay, and and at each level there's going to be standard and preferred rooms. The preferred rooms will be a little bit more expensive, but you'll be closer to the bus stops and the restaurants and and a little more convenience there. Uh, some of the, there'll be themed rooms that might be a little more expensive than, than less themed rooms. You'll have options for one to three bedroom suites. And then probably one of the coolest features is the, the campgrounds at Fort Wilderness. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's anything from tent camping to RV camping to renting a cabin. So lots of things there. That's something I want to do sometime is, is tent camp and go to Disney. You, you have at it and you tell us all about <laughs> I'll it. I'll let you know how it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll stay at my deluxe resort yeah. and uh, you can uh, FaceTime me from your tent. <laughs> and the resorts at any level are, are just full of amenities and yeah. things to do. E- even the value resorts, you could probably have a day hanging out in the pools, uh, just looking at all the, the decorations and the theming, lots of dining options and other activities at, at each level. So really, what does it come down to if you're if you're advising somebody you should choose this type of resort because X? What what would you say, Shane? Budget is always a big consider- sure. consideration. Yeah. Which park do you want to at which park do you want to spend most of your uh-huh. time is always a big consideration. Yeah. So you can be closer to that park. So you know me, Shane, I geeked out on this part of the episode a little bit, and I did some uh, travel agent math. You gave us some numbers. I that, that's did. A, that's a question I always get is, what's it going to cost me to go? What, what are the numbers? So I took a family of four, 
So two adults and two children ages 10 and six. Now, what's the significance with the age of 10, Shane, when it comes to Disney math? 10 is the age at which you are considered an adult. That is true. So now that, that doesn't mean you can drive to the park. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. And so I looked at these different levels of resorts and what would that look like for this family? I looked for six nights in July of 2021. So July 18th to 24th. And so this is how it broke down. My value hotel was the All-Star Music, which is a newly refurbished um, value resort. Awesome theme. The rooms are beautiful. This is a great place. The average price per night for the room was $168. With a uh, six-day single park ticket, that means that the price for the package, tickets and accommodations, was $3,014.71. Now, just to keep in mind, all of these prices do include the promotion that Shane and I are going to talk about at the end of the show. So just over $3,000 for six nights with tickets for a family of four. How does that feel, Shane? Three thousand dollars for a week at Disney World is, it, depending on your budget, that might seem like a, a big price to a big price to pay for a vacation. But it will probably also be one of the best vacations that you ever have. But as far as you know, what you you could spend on vacations anywhere, three thousand dollars. If someone had told me when I was first, when my friend first said you're going to spend more money on this vacation than you've ever spent. And you'd said, it's going to be $3,000. I probably would have went, oh, okay. Well, that's not too bad. <laughs> so? <laughs> Could seem like a lot for some, but you know the thing is too, the way you book, you, you're you putting $200 down and then you can pay it out over the six months Absolutely. or the year that you, you're planning your trip. Absolutely. So moving up then the moderate level, Coronado Springs. So again, here you're going to have the pool is a little more... Uh, themed. It has, you've got a water slide, you've got a little bit more going on there. You have both sit down and counter service dining. You've got a lot more activities going on. The rooms are a little bit bigger. These rooms here are $251 per night. So the uh, package is $3,561.45. So over the course of six nights, you're looking at what about... Um, you know, $540 more. If being closer to the parks or having bigger rooms is important to you, then $540 for the whole week, that might be something to yeah. to consider, something to think about, whether it's worth going ahead, going ahead and spending that extra $500. So then looking at the deluxe level, um, I chose Beach Club here. And Beach Club is just like Shane and I have talked about. It's in the Epcot Resort area. It's on the backside of Epcot and the boardwalk. Um, area so you can walk to both Hollywood Studios and to Epcot. It has a fantastic pool, um, very much a resort style pool with a lazy river and multiple water features. Um, lots of options when it comes to both sit down and and quick service dining. Five hundred and six dollars average uh, per night. The total price for your package is $5,284.95. So a significant jump from the value in moderate, but you're paying for that deluxe resort experience and certainly location here. If that budget isn't too high for you, you, you could consider whether or not that, that price difference is worth 
the bigger room, probably a washer and dryer in your room. Um, and more convenience as far as being closer to the bus stops. I was so amazed when we walked out of the room and the bus was right there. That <laughs> yeah. seemed like that yeah. was that was great versus some of the when I worked at, from Art of Animation. If you're in that little mermaid section and you got to walk, it is a long walk to the bus yeah. stop. Uh, you know, and then just the proximity where you could just walk to the parks and and save the time from using the Magical Express. If you have that budget, it, it's it's worth the experience to to stay in the deluxe resorts. Another big consideration when planning your Disney trip is going to be dining. There's a lot of options for dining and it'll be a big chunk of your budget. And it's a big enough topic that Ryan and I are going to devote an entire episode just yeah. to dining, just to yep. make sure that you can find out everything you need to know. And we're going to have a couple of special guests on. We'll have Ryan's co-hosts from his other podcast, The Happiest Played on Earth. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll have Christy and Wendy come on and talk about kind of an intro to Disney dining. Um, as far as the as the timeline here with booking, right now in the current uh, COVID environment, we don't have the dining plan, but oftentimes we will, and I anticipate that coming back. And so that will be something you can always add later, but people like to add that when they book. So we will break all that down for you um, so that you understand making dining decisions either at the time of booking or closer to your trip at either 180 or 60 days, depending on how Disney does it from now on. It'll probably change when they restart it. So wouldn't do any good to talk about it now if they if yeah. they release it, start it back up and it's completely different. So yeah. we'll, we will get to that soon enough. So we figured out the dates. We figured out the how long we're going to be there, what type of tickets we're going to get, and where we're going to stay. Now, Disney is going to is going to show you lots of different things that you can do while you're there. There's going to be Disney Springs. There's going to be golf and mini golf. There's going to be tours. There's going to be special parties. This is where, again, it can start to get a little overwhelming. So I would say at this point, if I'm working with a family, unless there's a must do for you, my family has to play golf. The guys want to go fishing. We know we want a shopping day at Disney Springs. Don't worry about that right now. We can add the, those things in later. I don't want you to get overwhelmed. You've made the decisions you need to make for the package. Let's stop there at this point. On our first trip, that is the way our travel agent handled it with us. After we booked the trip, took care of the dining, then she told us about the, the Christmas party and a couple of other shows. And in that way, we, we didn't have to make all those decisions right. at once. It was over right. the next few weeks after our initial booking that she she gave us the other options. And yeah, that's that's what we do, and it gives you it gives you a little time to soak in what you're doing, uh, ask some questions about what you've already booked, see what your options are there, and then and then you can start adding in the other the other seasoning for your vacation, right? Rather than throwing it all in at once. What if we're wondering if we made the right decision? Are are there options to to have a little bit of peace of mind when it comes to booking this package for Walt Disney World? Well, starting off with a $200 deposit isn't too bad. That's the pretty it's a pretty inexpensive easy way to make sure that you get the room you want at the rate you want. Yeah. When you want it. And and, and you and you've booked you've got your tickets, you've got your park reservations, you know you're good to go. Right. And and then and then if you decide not to go, Disney still has a very generous 
cancellation policy up to 30 days before your yeah. trip begins. You can cancel with, with no charge to you. With, no charge. Yeah. Everything, everything is returned. And Disney will always work with you to also move those dates. So if it's, hey, we can't go next month, but we really want to go the summer after, they will, they will work with you to help move those dates. And they also provide travel protection, which gives you a little more flexibility. It's not cancel for any reason, but if things come up in your life that are going to impact your trip, that all, that actually offers you some more flexibility, even than the 30 days. Yeah. So I would, I always say, just, just book it, get yeah. it, get your room. So before someone else does, otherwise you, you, you end up, maybe you want a preferred room, but they all get booked up or maybe yeah. you want this particular resort. It gets booked up. And like we said before, as they book up and the supply of rooms decreases, the price of the rooms is going to increase. So just put down that $200 deposit and, and get your room booked. Absolutely. Well, to help you make that decision, there is a current uh, promotion going on right now at Walt Disney World. If you have a package at uh, Disney Resort Hotels valid for most arrivals through September 25th, they're actually offering a get two extra days added to your ticket when you buy a four-night, three-day room and ticket package. And it and it doesn't matter how many days you do, those two days will get added on as long as it's the, the minimum of four nights. And it, it's, it's a really good option um, to take some money off of your overall package price. And also, too, packages all the way up into 2022 are out. So if you have a, a Disney trip in your mind further down the road, we can still work with you um, to, to make that happen. And like Shane said, get your room taken care of, get your package set up so that you not only know that you have your space, you can actually pay off, off that vacation over a longer period of time. And as long as those packages are available, it's never too early to book a vacation. We would love to help you plan your next amazing vacation, like at Walt Disney World. Reach out to us at vacation planning at allthingstravelshow.com. And remember, it's our job to make you a vacation planning superhero. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to the show so you can join us next time on All Things Travel. And remember, never stop exploring.